Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Scully. On today's episode, I'm really excited to have with me Dr. Dave, or known as Dave Schramm on campus. So Dave Schramm is an associate professor and family life extension specialist at Utah State University in the Department of Human Development and Family Studies. After graduating with his PhD from Auburn University, he worked as professor at the University of Missouri for nine years. Shortly after arriving at USU in 2016, he was appointed by Governor Herbert to serve on Utah's Commission on Marriage, and he now serves as the faculty director of the commission. He appears regularly on television on Fox 13's The Place, and he shares tips and videos on social media and YouTube to help individuals, parents, and couples thrive in their life's journey. From British Columbia to Beijing, China, and from St. Louis to San Diego, Dr. Dave has given over 500 presentations, classes, and workshops to a variety of audiences, including the United Nations and a TEDx talk in Florida. He married his high school sweetheart, Jamie, and they have four children. He loves peanut M&Ms, and the Schramm fam lives in North Logan, Utah. Well, I am excited to bring on our co-host for the day. And as always, like, subscribe, and share the Connect FCS Ed podcast with your friends, families, and colleagues. So let's tune in to hear what Dr. Dave has to say. Hi, Dr. Dave. Welcome to the show. Barbara, I'm so thrilled to be a part of, part of your show. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, I am too. Well, for my icebreaker, which I don't think it's that much of an icebreaker, but I'm kind of curious, what classes have you been teaching or maybe possibly workshops have you been really, you've been really focusing on? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I um, at USU Utah State University, I, I teach one that's called interpersonal family relationships. That's that's to students, but really, what I I'm really most passionate about is actually going out into the communities and talking about uh, positivity and resilience, managing stress. Uh, there, there's one that I've been teaching quite a bit called Happy Hacks for um, overcoming the the bitter and becoming better. So that one has really seemed to resonate, especially, man, especially the last few months, this past year, uh, I presented over a hundred times. Oh my gosh. Well, that, that just kind of, is a natural progression into like, what are happy hacks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know if I, if I coined that term, but that term really came to my mind as I was presenting, um, thinking about, especially in our time right now, when there's so much stress going on, it's really basically they are simple science-backed practices. These, These little things that people can do that can improve their personal well-being. And I'll give you some examples of, of some of these. Some of my two favorites probably are uh, gratitude, just the power of the science of gratitude, simply um, turning outward, being mindful of others and expressing that gratitude to others. And the second one is a, a very close, actually second, and that is kindness. Um, just random acts of kindness. Science shows that these kind acts, they actually produce the single most reliable momentary increase in well-being. 
of any exercise that, that scientists have, have conducted. And I'll give you one of my, my favorites, Barbara, and that is called text two before 10. And anyone can do it. You just text two people, a text of love, of appreciation, of gratitude, of kindness, of checking in. Hey, I heard you're sick. Just want to check in on you. Or, hey, we need to get together for lunch. Or, hey, um, you know, so, so great to see you today. Hope you have a great day. So parents can do it with their kiddos. Teens can do it with other teens. Anyone can do this. It's simply texting two people before 10 a.m. So putting a little reminder in your phone and say, okay, yeah, text two before 10. And the feedback as I've presented this across the United States has been overwhelmingly positive. Parents are saying, oh my goodness, you know, it's so great to reconnect. I finally kind of found a way to connect with my teenagers and it's through through text. And so it, these happy hacks, I mean, it's anything from journaling to um, dropping grudges, right? Forgiveness to um, smiling more and getting getting up and actually moving physical movement, using our strengths, paying attention. So there are simple little things that can really um, create an upward spiral of positivity in our lives. Uh, I, I, I love that. And I love the fact that you really touch on the power of gratitude, because I think that is, it, it's powerful right in itself. And um, you, I believe that the smallest random act of kindness, it creates the biggest ripple, which turns into a wave. You might not see it, but it will. <laughs> It does. It does. So people just trying this one and, you know, for starters, they could, you know what they could do. And I, I recommend this to people, Barbara is, is to create like four squares, you know, a little piece of paper and you've got these four squares and really we can be grateful for four things. We can be grateful for people, places, experiences, and things or stuff. And if they just write their top 10, their top 10 in each of those, just that exercise alone trains our brain to, to come from inward and to think outward about all, who are the, the people who made me who I am today? What experiences have I had that, that have led to where I am today? And then starting right there on the text two before 10, just writing a letter or texting those top 10 people in your life. Oh, it, it's a powerful exercise. No, that is. And I actually, I remember, I remember watching your workshop. So I, Dr. Dave, I was actually introduced to you through my Washington State Family and Consumer Sciences Educators Fall Conference of 2021. And it was a recorded workshop, but it was powerful just right then and there for me, and which you introduced that uh, texting two before 10 uh, concept. And I, I love that. And I think that's something that I need to bring back into my life and going, oh, yeah, that was a really good thing. You know, it's a toolbox. You know, yeah. we're adding all of these great resources to our toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of just small and simple little things. Yeah, that like you said, they create this ripple that creates a wave. I love that. No, I, I do too. So what is the Thrive in Five? Mm. Let me let me go back to March 2020. Okay, <laughs> <Anything> <laughs> significant happened in your life, in all of our lives. It felt like yeah, this this weird, crazy experience that we all went through worldwide that we went through, and a lot of the the stuff that I do uh, was face to face, like a lot of people, right? And teaching in schools and things, it was face to face, and then also we all came home, and it was this moment of kind of the shock <laughs> first. 
And then I had to pivot, Barbara. I had to pivot. And I, uh, what I mean by that is I could no longer teach these face-to-face, uh, my passion. So I thought, you know what? I know where people are. They're on their phones, man. They're, they're online. They can't get away from that. So I um, had a videographer come to my home and we made these videos. And I called, they're about five minutes each. They range from about two minutes to about five minutes. And they range in all kinds of topics from, from parenting to uh, tons of these happy hacks to relationships, because that seemed to be the thing that was really suffering was relationships, not being able to, to go out and hang out with friends or to even see your parents, funerals, weddings, all those things kind of came to this halt. And so I, I saw it as a way for me to get good information out there to still help people with where they're at, managing stress, this isolation. So it's those kinds of you know, simple little things that can improve our lives. And so I launched this um, YouTube channel because I figured I got to get these out there. Um, and now I've done over 200 uh, videos that people can just go and watch. The parents can watch for little helps. I've made a little series on, you know, children ages two through six. I've got stuff again on couple relationships and positivity, happiness, basically anything research related that I could condense down into these thrive in five type of videos. That that's what I was after. Oh, I, I really, really appreciate that because I'm a mother of two high school age daughters, a middle school age son, and a elementary age school son. And let me tell you, there's, I would love, I would personally appreciate hearing Thrive in Five for learning how to let go because I have a graduating senior in my household and it didn't, uh, up until recently, like, very recently, it didn't hit me. And within a very short, the last few short time periods, uh, it's, it's becoming rather emotional. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot of research or information really on parents to learn how to let go of their, their kids. That's a good one. I'm jotting it down. I'm going to make a thrive in five just for you, Barbara, and for so many others. Because we did, we launched, we've launched two so far. We have two more in our nest. Um, it, it's difficult. It's not easy, um, especially experiencing something for the first time. What to expect and all the emotional part. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm jotting that one down. Please, I I would share that happily because, well, share it and also take it to my own heart just because, yeah, it's been hard, but also it's so exciting at the same time launching them into their next uh, phase in life. Yeah, it it is exciting. I think finding joy in each stage of life and whatever situation that, that is, and that actually isn't, reminds me of another happy hack. I once heard, and it was simply this, the happiest people in this world are those who have learned to enjoy their day, to learn to enjoy kind of the stage, who they're with, what they're doing, to be able to slow down and say, you know what? Today's a great day. Today's one of the things, in fact, one of the things we do, uh, Barbara, in, our, in the SRAM fam is we do at the end of the day, we like to have a, a happy thought. We just close our day. I share one thing that made me happy. Um, something I'm grateful for, something that day that I loved, my wife does, and then our children do that. I encourage families to do that, to end, end their day on a positive, happy note. And plus, you learn all kinds of things from your children about what made them happy and how they did on tests at school or who they helped or those little things. So it's these little practices that we can, it could be at dinner time, it can be right before they go to bed, but these little um, rituals 
can be really meaningful. Uh, they really can. And I know just at my dinner table, in fact, just the other night, <laughs> I'm, we're ha- having a family dinner, which as those who are parents of older age kids, it doesn't happen as often as when they were younger because they're going off into different directions. <laughs> but we were all together and just asking like, hey, what'd you do in school today? And what, um, yeah, what made you happy? Or, hey, tell me, what, it, what was something that made you super proud today? Yeah. And my son, he loves that one. And he's like, oh, this is what I'm doing in my STEM, uh, my STEM class. And I was so proud of this. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yes. It's so, and it's these little rituals of connection because that, that's what life really is about is, is connection. It's people, it's, it's relationships. So it is those, those little things. I'll, I'll share what I just happened to be this morning, um, actually. So I, I just had an impression to go to write a little sticky note and to take it out to our daughter. She's a junior in high school. So she drives to school and I just put a little sticky note in her car and just said, Hey, I love you. I hope you have a great day. And I got a text right later, um, about a half hour later when she gets to school and she said, Hey, I love you so much, dad. Thanks for the note. And so it's the, the little kind of little micro moments in our lives where we slow down and say, Hey, I'm thinking of you, or I love this phrase. It's different than I love you. It is. I love being your dad or I love being your mom, for some reason, that little tweak in it means a lot. And when you can just look them down in the eyes, you know, maybe at night you're stumbling your kids and you just look at me and say, you know what? I absolutely love being your dad or mom. Uh, It's those things. Those things make all the difference. It does. And you just made me remember, this is something my husband, he, he, a long time ago, I'm, I'm talking, we've been married for almost 18 years and he is, I want to say he started doing this like 12 or 13 years ago, but a little sticky note because he got this from some other idea, some, somebody else, but if the acronym is smiley, see how much I love you smiley. And he puts it on like a, a coffee mug. Or it, and he brings me my coffee mug, or he has my coffee mug all set out and prepped for me to you know, fill up my coffee cup. And then I'll see the post-it note or the sticky note inside of it. And it's like, oh, it just brings a little bit of warmth. It does. And those little things, they all, they all add up is what it does. It's those small things often. I like to say small things often. That's a small thing, but like the symbolism of what it means, it means the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. So how did you become an expert in the field of happiness and family topics? Mm. So, I mean, that's a great question. What do I want to be? Uh, how, how do I get into all of this? I, I really love sports and things. I want to kind of go into sports medicine and physical therapy or something. And then uh, things changed a little bit. I thought, man, I really love to help people. I love to see people. I grew up in a family of four older sisters, younger brothers. We had six kids. And we didn't have a lot of money, uh, but man, we had a lot of fun. We had a great time. And I, I felt like not all families are like this. And I want to, to help people the rest of my life. And so I got my PhD in, in human development and family studies 
from Auburn University uh, in Alabama. And then I worked at University of Missouri for nine years as an extension specialist. Extension specialist, really, it's about, about taking the research that's out there and developing it into programs, whether it's parenting programs. My three areas, really, Barbara, are, are parenting, couple relationships, and the kind of this positivity, this positive psychology, this happiness. So those are my three areas, positivity, parenting, marriage relationships. Um, so that's really how I got into this. And I came to, to Utah State uh, about five and a half years ago, uh, where I continue to to teach, to do research on this. And then really my passion the last few years is to to share this on, on social media, on YouTube, uh, you know, Zoom presentations, face-to-face, whatever I can get. I, I just want to share it as much as I can. Uh, I Thank you, because somebody like me, and I know there are many, many others who really, really appreciate uh, the resources, but also the research behind it. So we appreciate all the work that you've been doing. Uh, what are human service agencies? Because you've mentioned it lightly, and it's just like, hmm, makes me wonder. Yeah, yeah. Human service agencies, really, um, any kind of agency, any kind of group that says for their mission, I, I want to help people because that's, that's really what I want to do. And so we're talking about, I mean, social workers, psychologists, therapists, um, community action agencies, there's, there's parents as teachers. Uh, I, w- I would consider even uh, facts teachers in that human service that we love to serve humans. And I see that a lot. I see students who are trying to find their way and they say, hey, Dr. Dave, I just, I love to help people. You know, what, what's out there? What can I do? They're certified family life educators. There's extension, like I talked about. And so a human service agency, that's who uh, I find myself presenting to a lot. They, they work with families. Maybe they're home visitors. They're in the trenches, work with families, work with children um, and youth to, to get in there and do that work of, of, um, of helping kids to, to find hope, happiness, uh, whether it's suicide prevention. I've done high school assemblies. I travel and do high school assemblies on finding hope um, and happiness and understanding mental health issues and struggles. So really human service agencies are there. It's all about helping people find um, stability and kind of meeting their, their basic needs in life. And so that's where I find my joy. My passion is working with people, working with these agencies to help families. Oh, I, I love working with people too. And I love talking with people because there's no better f- form of communication than being able to actually do face-to-face either through Zoom or in person. As long as you see that face, then all of a sudden you have some form of emotional attachment. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There this connection kind of coming back to this theme because I, I talk a lot about connection. I give a relationship workshop called cup of connection about how we, you know, are pouring cups of connection into this relationship pool that we all have. And it really is, you know, for, for you, for the listeners, they think, yeah, life. In fact, Barbara, I've asked, um, I surveyed over 1300 people when I was at university of Missouri and I asked them two is the two questions, the shortest study of my career. And it was to me, life is all about, and then fill in the blank. I have people of all ages, one or two words. To me, life is all about fill in the blank. And if I were to die tomorrow, what I would miss the very most would be, and then fill in the blank. Overwhelmingly, it's family, it's relationships. This life for most people, it's about relationships. Now, it doesn't mean that, that work, right, isn't satisfying, can bring fulfillment. But when it comes down to it, man, it's about family relationships. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. It really is. And I'm just trying to think as you were mentioning that, but I, I, I automatically went to like, life is like a box of chocolates <laughs> just because that for some reason that just made me think of that line. But when it comes to, uh, an actual, uh, reply or response to that is, yeah, no, it's definitely family and something I'd miss. Oh, pad thai, pad thai food. <laughs> there you go. As <laughs> I looked through the responses, someone said Chick-fil-A, another person said my cows, but it was interesting to, to, to see what, what people would miss for sure. Exactly. No, I love that. Um, well, you have some great resources on your website, and when I was going through the, uh, your website, what something that came was was intriguing to me was that you have a parenting pyramid and technoference ebook. So why why do you believe that these resources are valuable to today's parents? Your yeah, own life experiences. I, yeah, it totally is. A lot of it comes from from you know research coupled with my own experience with our four children, uh, and I create that they're free. They, people can download them at dr dave shram dr dave shram .com. Just free. I want to get this information out. Essentially, the parenting pyramid says this. It says, "Hey, positive, good, great parenting. It starts with positive, happy people." In individuals with us first. And so I see that as really the, the foundation. And then it goes up into the next level is in couple of relationships, if that's there, if that if there's a couple of relationship there. And above that is the the parent-child relationship. I'm I'm a firm believer in in this process that it goes connection, then direction, then correction in that order. So many times as parents, it feels like all I'm doing is correcting and don't touch that and do this and get off your phone and put that away. It feels like so many of the questions I get, Barbara, are what do I do when things go wrong? And that's an important question. But for me, the answer often lies underneath. It's how can I help things go right? So the parenting pyramid is really about um, using our energy and abilities as parent, our time and our resources really from the ground up. And yes, we'll always do some correcting. We'll always, you know, there'll be some, some broken rules or some things that, that our children need to do better. But it's, if we can do a better job of teaching and helping children understand kind of the why behind it, um, then the correction goes a lot better when there's direction. And both of those, it took me a long time as a dad to realize my children won't listen to me unless, unless they like me, unless I have a relationship with them. The same goes through, I, I would assume, with teaching. Right, that, that I ask my kids, or I ask them, who's your favorite teacher? You know, what is it that makes a favorite teacher? And you know what they say every single time? All my kids have said the same thing. And I've asked hundreds of kids, they say one of two things either the person is fun or they're funny or a combination of those. Like, it doesn't matter how much they know, they could be so knowledgeable, but if they can't connect with a student or with a child or in a boss and an employee, holy smokes. So that's why it's so important as parents to focus on that that connection with them to invest time. So if we can help things in their, in the relationships, things to go better, more positive, then I think it just spills over into the family and creates again, like I said, that upward spiral. So those are a couple of the resources that I have on there. Well, I love that. And I'm just thinking how I could take these, your resources and give them over to my, uh, my colleague who teaches uh, human development and early childhood education, along with my other colleague who teaches a teaching academy, which she is preparing 
students to become future teachers. <sighs> so in the, I think both of those resources are applicable for in the classroom in the, at the high school level. So that's, that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in starting there in the high schools, even younger, to teach these principles when they become parents and in relationships. Well, as we're closing up, Dr. Dave, I just can't thank you again for spending the time with me and sharing your resources, your happy hacks, Thrive in Five. It's truly been an eye-opening experience just being able to <laughs> learn all these new tips and tricks that you've shared with us. So thank you so much. Yeah, I am so glad to have uh, this opportunity to talk with you, Barbara, to share some of these important principles. They are, absolutely. Well, as always, let's continue leading student success with FCS. We're better together. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the family and consumer sciences, FCS Classroom. Sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.